Yo, yo, yo. All right. Well, we're uh, improvising it a little bit today. We had a game plan. Um, fortunately, Saw had a little bit of, a, of an emergency, some little personal things going on, so he's not going to be able to make it. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we had this scheduled to have uh, a guest today that I'm really excited about. We're going to be discussing uh, the experience that we've had earlier this week on our wellness workshop. And it was it was a great turnout. We had 20 guys that showed up. And furthermore, uh, we're running it back. So we're going to do it again in August. Um, we'll get into that. We'll talk a little more about that. Um, let me go ahead and I'll do our usual introduction here in honor of my boy. Um, uh, what is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Macho. This is your host, Juan Carlos. I am not here with my boy, Santi, but he is okay. Um, we are usually two gentlemen that are documenting our journey. We're embracing the dudes that we are in order to become better men for ourselves and our village. We're tired of fitting the mold. We're tired of dick measuring contest. And we're tired of pretending to be somebody that we're not. We hope that after each episode, we get you to start a conversation with your circle, that we can plant a seed, that we can challenge your thinking, that we can motivate you to focus on growth and hopefully bring awareness to the twisted programming that we've been brought up with believing. As y'all can tell, uh, your boy lost a little bit of his voice. Um, I think his Monday my, Monday evening started uh, acting up, and I'm pretty sure with all the fireworks that were going on yesterday, the air quality did not help. Um, I wasn't doing much screaming, so I don't I don't really know what it was. But hey, here we are. I'm sipping on some tea, hoping that it helps. Um, I guess I could share. Usually, I ask him, but I'm asking myself here. This is me checking in with you guys. Um, I'm good. Uh, today's the second Monday of the week. Things are going well. Definitely, I'd say feeling a little bit uncomfortable this week. I'm really trying to polish up a lot of what this platform is. Everything from learning to embracing my capabilities, embracing what we are building here as a community, and also the gift that all this is uh is kind of like blossoming now and and you know the the nurturing father programs that I do on Monday nights has really opened my eyes to how much of us as men really are trying to be better fathers how much of us really are hesitating to step up to be vulnerable how much of us are afraid and don't know how to ask for help where to ask for help and when we have we haven't been heard um and it's made it very difficult for us and so I think it kind of keeps me um feeling really, really grateful and honored to be in the spaces and also just motivated, motivated to keep pushing with this. And I know now that when I start to feel these moments of discomfort, um, it, it's growth, it's growth. And I'm, I'm more willing to lean into it, um, as a choice. I, I don't feel like I'm being cornered. And I think a lot of times that's usually how I tend to grow, you know, is a sink or swim is kind of just getting thrown in the deep end, knowing that I'm not going to die. And that's that's how I tend to do it, right? And go into crisis mode. And so I think now <clears throat> really allowing myself to, to feel the things that I need to feel to process them as they come. And then, um, yeah, just getting in there uh, and diving in full force. So a lot of that's been going on nonstop and a lot of quality time now with Julian. As you guys know, Julian was in Hawaii, so he wasn't around, which was a bummer. It was like two weeks. It was like a week and a half. I just, I didn't even know what to do, you know? The first couple hours were kind of nice to just breathe and sleep in and do nothing. And then after that, I was like, all right, cool. I'm ready to have my kid back. So it's been nice to spend quality time. Uh, we did some fireworks. He got to light his first firework yesterday, which was which was a lot of fun to be able to do that together. And um, yeah, just, just getting back into the groove. So I don't want to waste any time. I'm going to get right into it. Um, today, we have a, a very special guest, someone that, you know, we just met. Couple of weeks ago, right? Um, shout out to VD, VD, um, and Healing Connections decided to put this wellness workshop together, and we talked about, hey, let's do something for men. You know, she reached out to me, seeing that how how could I help, right? How could I get involved? And I was like, hey, you know, I love what you guys are doing, and how can we work together to encourage men to try things like this for the first time? Um, it was new to me. I think it was new to probably maybe 60, 70% of the 20 guys that ended up showing up. Um, and I would say out of that, maybe 100% of them that had done it in the space with other men. So it was really a, a very powerful experience. Um, I felt very, very connected to these men without even really knowing them, which was kind of, it was interesting, but I leaned into that again. Like I was like, this is cool. Fuck it. Let's just give it a shot, you know? And and uh, I hope we, we can run this again because I, I, I would love for San to be here and kind of share a little bit about what that was for us because I, I, 
wanted to drink. I wanted to just go to the things with how I normally would cope before showing up to this event the day of. And I knew I was committed. I knew I had to show up. I couldn't back out. So I was like, damn, I'm fucked, you know? And so uh, anyway, we did it. Once there we met or I met, finally got to meet, um, you know, our guest of today who I spoke through. We had virtual meetings, you know, planning this event and get everything together, polishing things up, but we had never met in person. And so um, anyway, our special guest is going to be a Reiki master and soul healer, uh, intuitive soul coach, Christine. I hope I'm saying this right. Linares. Um, She is, she would call herself a second spiritual. She had her second spiritual awakening. Her life and her beliefs started to unravel and challenge her in ways that caused her to face her inner world. That's when Reiki, sound healing, and energy work found her, and she hasn't looked back since. She's passionate about the realm of Ru, cause healing of, of an energetic, spiritual, and physical level, and wants to bring this intrinsic healing to the world. And I apologize for my vocabulary there. And her quote was, you are the healer of your life. I simply walk beside you on the journey to hold space and remind you of this miracle. So without further ado, I bring you guys Christine. What's up? What up? How you doing? What up? I'm great. So grateful to be on here. Thank you for the ask. This is my very first podcast. What? Oh, what an honor. Yeah. What yeah. An honor. yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, one of the things I really set out when I met you, Christine, was we talked about this a little bit beforehand, was just how just your vibe. Like you're just so chill, you're so mm-hmm. cool. Like <laughs> I went into this whole thing already kind of like intimidated, right? Uh, mad at myself for not drinking. Um, and then they start throwing Reiki. <laughs> they start throwing a breath work. They start throwing all this stuff that was like, this is like some hippie shit, dude. Like, what the hell is all this stuff, you know? And then like, <laughs> we bring it to the table and you're just like, you're laughing, you're vibing. I'm like, cool. Like there was there was this sense of like comfort of like, damn, like I appreciate that. Like I appreciate that we're just showing up wholeheartedly, you know? And so you taking the time really to just chat about this and hopefully maybe open the door for more gentlemen to really see some of the benefits of this because breath work is like, like I was trying to figure out how to put this sarcastically, but it's like, this is uh, we've never done this, right? We don't breathe ever in our lives. So why would this benefit us? Why would, why would we care about any of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an ancient technology and not to mention it's free. And we completely take it for granted, right? We breathe consciously and we can breathe. Um, we can breathe consciously, but most of the time we're breathing unconsciously, right? right. Um, we very rarely bring attention and awareness to our breathing. Um, it's just there for us, no matter what. Um, we're just going about life, doing our thing. And we're just counting on our body to keep us alive with our breath. Um, and in that we've completely taken it for granted. And um when you stop and you actually are mindful and you actually do the work that is required in breath work, it is mind blowing. It's body blowing, mind blowing. Um, yeah. as I'm sure you can attest to, right? <laughs> Dude. And it's like, it's so interesting that you're talking about that because you, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's just second nature, like breath. Work. You just, you just fucking breathe like walking, right? It's like you just yeah. do it. You're just supposed to yeah. do it. Like the thought, and I guess even as I process right now, the thought of actually taking control of it to doing something with it for yourself is like, what? Right. And, yeah. and I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up with any of, of any of these modalities of any of these practices of even knowing anything about this. So I think it's, it's also kind of hard to see it as something that should be normal, right. Or something that should be focused mm-hmm. on or prioritized when to a certain extent, it's like, you know, for the last 31 years, Christine, I've figured it out without it. <laughs> right exactly you know? yeah a hundred percent what is um so i mean start us from the beginning man like breath work Re- reiki let's start with reiki like so what, what exactly is it what does it entail i mean what are we talking about here so reiki is a terminology used to describe a, a particular kind of energy healing um dr makao usui um was a doctor in japan um, and so Reiki, Usui Reiki, um, originated in Japan by that name. But mm. this, again, is a technology that has been used for thousands and thousands and thousands of years by ancients, ancient civilizations, indigenous cultures. And, you know, if everybody um, or if anybody is familiar with 
chi or life force energy, if you've ever gotten acupuncture or you've ever watched a Bruce Lee movie, then you are very familiar with chi, which is our life force energy. It is all around us. It is within us. And um, it is an energy force that can heal. And when it is concentrated and when it is used intentionally through a channeler, which is what a Reiki master does or a Reiki practitioner does, then it can inspire deep intrinsic root cause healing in our body. And what was really fascinating was when I was exploring Reiki and wanting to learn about Reiki, I had never heard of it one and I've never received a Reiki treatment on myself. So that in and of itself was like, why, why am I even exploring this, this path? I know nothing about it. I have no history with it. I don't even know really exactly what it is, but for some reason I was led, I was just led and I, I call it being spirit led or intuitively led. And so I just kind of kept on um, picking up the breadcrumbs and taking that right next step and um, following my inspiration to seek this modality out. And before you know it, I was training as a Reiki practitioner, Reiki one practitioner. And then I quickly decided, okay, I want to go be a Reiki two practitioner. And then after that, then I said, I'm going for the Reiki master. And um, so it's a certification process and you study with a Reiki master and it really is just um, saying yes to being a channel for that Reiki life force energy that she and um, using hands-on or hands hovering over somebody's body and in their um, auric field to um, to shift energy, to move energy, stuck energy that's in our body, and um, and so I, that's where I started first, um, and that was a few years ago, several years ago now, um, mm. and then I haven't looked back. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and, and I, I love that you even mentioned how it was also something that you were just intrigued about, right? Like it wasn't, yeah. it sounds like it wasn't something that was really around either. Um, and I, 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 can no, help, I, I can help but think like, to me, that was such a, like, that was such a white people thing, right? Like, well, like, like everything to me, it's funny, like even thinking about it, uh, Christine is like, it's all yoga, right? Like to <laughs> me, it's, it's all yeah. yoga. Like every, yeah. no, 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 it's because there's like, you know, there's different modalities and it's something that I'm still like you know, trying to learn a little more about and finding being more intrigued about, but it's like, and never anything that has to do with breath work. I'm like, it's all yoga. It's the same stuff. Right. <laughs> I just, just right. generalizing the crap out of it. Right. Everybody does that. And that's so funny that you said that because I met one of my neighbors one day, I met her at the pool and she's like, so what do you do? And I explained to her what I do. She's like, Oh, is that like yoga? <laughs> And uh, I'm like, no, it's not, but okay. No, but right. it is in the same realm. It is actually in the same realm. Um, it, it really is. All of these technologies, all of these modalities are ancients. Your indigenous ancestors worked with this energy. My indigenous ancestors did as well. And it's so ironic that, you know, so many of us, are looking at it like this green eyed monster, like what is, you know, it must be all yoga or whatever, or it's so woo woo, or you're a tree hugger or whatever. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But it, but yeah. it literally started with the ancients and our indigenous cultures. And so, yeah. So after that, you know, after Reiki got a hold of me, then um, sound healing quickly came after. And it was almost kind of um, at the same time when I found sound healing. And again, I don't know how I found sound healing. I don't know my mentor. Um, I don't know how I found her. Um, looking back, I just think that I was following those little breadcrumbs. And of course, I found both of my mentors on Instagram. So, mm. you know, they just, you know, like your Instagram feed just starts to, you know, auto populate with all of the things that like you're thinking and, and right. it just, it's there. Um so when I added sound healing to Reiki, it really was kind of like the beautiful, perfect marriage for me because my background is music. Like that is my whole entire background. Um, I used to be a professional actor. I used to be a professional singer. And so it just kind of made sense that I was bringing this sound component into this energy healing. And then once I started to delve even deeper, um, I realized everything is sound healing. Everything is energy healing and everything mm -hmm. is, is light healing. And so, yeah, it's a trip. It was so cool though. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's so interesting. And this is why I also, you know, one thing I've been learning about myself too is a lot of times when the younger me, and trust me, I still do the banter now, but I think I, I realized that a lot of my, my, my like, the way I would build my wall was like trying to talk shit on things, right? Like I said, with yoga, mm -hmm. oh, that's a white people thing or like that's for mm -hmm. this or that's for that. Like, and, and I think what I started to learn about myself as I was getting over is like usually the things that I was doing that with, it was like something was making me afraid to lean into it. And I was actually intimidated or I was, or, you know what I mean? Like I was actually curious, but I didn't know how to say it. So that's how I would kind of deflect on it. And, um, and I mentioned that because that was something I feel very grateful for now too, because it was, it's intimidating, like learning about all these things. And it's like, I could never, right. I could never step out of my comfort zone for some, even though I know that I'm learning a little bit about breath work and it, it, it can be beneficial, but like, I can't go in there and be like, Hey, so how do you guys do this? You know what I mean? So instead I'm just going <laughs> to push the other way. And so, and I really appreciated that from you from the beginning that we were, able to just kind of laugh about it and joke that it was like, Hey dude, I thought this was all just yoga. And it was like, no, I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. Now, and believe it or not, uh, Christine, I appreciated that because I feel like it really opened the door for me to feel more comfortable to ask more questions, right. To really yeah. want to learn more about, cause then you talk about like sound healing. Right. And I'm like, that to me is like spring love and zap and Roger. Like, what are we doing? Are we just hanging out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we really jamming out to here? And so, um, I think you've mentioned a little bit like about the sound baths. And I think there's like, there's frequencies that are involved with this too, correct? 100%. Yeah. Okay. It's like sound frequency and all of that is just energetics. So, um, gosh, how do I say this without like going completely off? The I, oh, man, <laughs> you know, it's so, so funny. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So the best way to kind of enter into like, um, sound healing is, the universal language of music, right? I mean, music is universal. It transcends space, time, and languages. And when you hear a song, it makes you want to make love or dance or rage or, you know, cry. Um, and that in and of itself is probably the exact way to understand the power of sound and the power of sound frequency is that there is an energetic component behind all of that that speaks to us um, and it affects us, it moves us. And that's exactly what sound healing is, is it's a sound frequency that is attuned to a specific frequency. And my crystal mm. alchemy bowls are also attuned to specific chakras, which are energy systems in our body. Um, and so when I play the sound bowls, not only is it speaking to your internal energetic system and into your cells, um, it's actually balancing and introducing new information into your body in order to, for it to recalibrate. Um, so yes, it has like a full on um, like relaxing component to it, but even deeper than that. And that's like the high level the high level thing that you're going to get from it is like, okay, I'm going to just veg out and, and just chill and take a nap and like, you know, be all Zen, but yeah. um, deeper than that, you know, and I could go scientific, which I won't, but deeper Why than not? that, it's okay. Cause I mean, I could go down a rabbit hole, dude. Okay. I mean, well, okay. Look, and, and I, I didn't mean to get you off, but I also think like, and the reason why I, 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 I'm only if you feel comfortable, but the reason why I ask is because I think yeah. a lot of times this, this can get very like emotionally based, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah okay. Which, which is, I think is good. That's important. But I, I also think as men, sometimes it's like, oh no, we don't lean into the emotions. We can't. So I think it'd be mm -hmm. cool, mm -hmm. you know, and again, I didn't mean to cut you off and I apologize, but like, I think it'd be cool, like throw some science on us because that's a very yeah. logical thing, right? Like, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so the sound frequencies of a crystal alchemy bowl, what it does, it interacts with our water structure within our body. Okay. And so, yeah, mm. we're going to get really scientific, but what we're going to realize and what we've realized and what we're continuing to realize is that spiritual and scientific um, modalities or science and, and, and spirituality are literally lockstep. You can't separate the two anymore. Um, there's so much science, um, quantum biological science that is supporting this in magical ways. And there's so many beautiful studies, but so the sound frequencies interact with the water structure in our body. Now it's not the water that you think of that, you know, the water in your cup that you're drinking or the water that you shower with. It is not that kind of water. It's actually a specific kind of water called fourth phase water or exclusion zone water. 
Okay. That water is a gelatinous type structure. So like jello, like this, okay. the, the okay. structure of jello and that is in our body. Okay. So a lot of guys, I know they know about working out and about the muscle structure and all of that stuff. And they have also heard about a structure called fascia. So fascia is this intricate webbing that is in and around our entire internal system. It's in organs, it's in our muscles, it literally touches every single part of our body. That fascia is this webbing that holds all of this gel-like water or fourth phase water. And what we now know is this exclusion zone or this fourth phase water contains the information that mm. our cells need in order to know what to do, how to proliferate. Are we going to proliferate with health and wellness in our body? Or are we going to proliferate with dis-ease and unwellness? Now, the reason why that is, is because this fascia and the water structure has crystalline formations in this water. Okay. Okay. The way that the water structure is formed in their crystalline patterns is with the information around us. So all the information, the external information and the internal information. So what does that look like? That is the circumstance that we're in. That is the relationship that we're in. That's the external information, okay. right? Okay. That's also the thoughts that we have in our head. That's also the food and the drink or the drugs that we put in our body. So all of the things that are information or that are informational that we're inputting into our body is being disseminated by this gelatinous structure of water and it's configuring crystalline structures around that. Mm. And that's what's informing our cells. So you think, okay, if I'm listening to really shitty music, that's making me angry. Okay. That's information that's being fed into that structure. If I'm in a really toxic relationship, that's information. If I have really, really terrible thoughts about myself, that's information. Likewise, if I am, you know, in a loving relationship and I feel supported. If I put beautiful, wonderful, healthy things in my body, life-giving food and, and, um, and I treat my body with respect, then that's information that your body is going to take and it's going to give that information to the cells. And that's the difference between a diseased body or a body in ease, which is that healing state. Mm. Okay, so that's the science behind it. <clears throat> and we didn't know that up until very recently. Um, as we know, science is not stagnant. Science is ever-changing, ever-growing. And yeah, and so the things that we thought before are no longer. Um, and what we're finding out is that our body is this incredible, magical uh, vessel for healing and it can heal itself. It can spontaneously heal itself if it is in the right circumstances, if it's given the right information, if we're aware and we're mindful of those kinds of things. So that the way that my sound bowls interact with your crystalline water structure is it actually re, um, reprograms those crystalline structures um, for health, wellness, and healing. Mm. And so even though you're feeling relaxed, What's happening is, is there's some scientific stuff happening up in your body and in, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. And in your cells <laughs> and you have no idea. So, and, and, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because so like going, going into this event, right. There was, there was hesitation. Like I said, it was like, I know I was committed. I was going to facilitate and stuff. And so it was like, I was really excited about it. Definitely very honored, but I had my own, my own fears going into it. You know, Sissette and I had talked about it before we, we, we were open about that with the guys of like, Hey man, we're just as human as y'all, you know? And so everyone had a very different experience. And so, but I remember you, you, and then the reason why also, as you're throwing all the science out there, you're making all these, all these things, you're making all these great points. I was very hesitant of even listening to a lot of that when we went into it. And we talked about this later, right? Because I was like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, you know, I was like, and usually I try to look at things from a very scientific perspective because a lot of times, you know, I've just been conditioned always to like, try not to throw your emotions into your decision-making. Right. Which even, even then I'm, I'm learning to break those cycles. Right. Yeah. Like, well, emotions, 
like, it's logical. You shouldn't do it. And I'm like, but I'm also saying it very aggressively with a lot of frustration. And it's like, uh, your emotions are clearly present, bro. You know, so I've mm-hmm. had to, I've had to be aware of that. Right. And try to break that down. And so, um, yeah, as, as I was trying to really be open-minded about it, I was just like, ah, I, don't, I don't know, like, we'll see. And so anybody that's listening that probably has some hesitation, I'm not even going to try to convince you. All I'm going to tell you is that it's very valid. It's a very valid way to think because it's very, very new. And we're, we're pretty much being told that the, for this to, for, for something to, to really give you something beneficial is you have to allow yourself to feel, which is allowing yourself to do something that you probably, especially us as men, have never been allowed to do. So it's kind of hard to see it that way, you know, and, and I think every experience being so different too, you know, um, I know that when I was going into it, I was definitely like, oh, we're basically just going to take like an hour and a half nap. Like we're just going to pass out. We're just probably play some sounds, some music and the whole, in my head, I'm thinking the whole idea here is just get out of your fucking head for the next hour and a half and take a, like a bomb ass nap. Right. Like, (laughs) and and granted, dude, I'm not saying that I wasn't relaxed by the end of it. And I definitely felt lighter. But what the fuck? Like, that was, I think the biggest takeaway from that whole experience for me was just, I really was, like, blown away with the capabilities of our bodies. Um, you probably know more about this than I do. But I know there was, like, a gentleman who, like, could go through pain with just, like, controlling his own body. Like, he couldn't feel... Like he, his tolerance was very, very high. And I remember reading about it where it's like he was just really in tune with himself. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. There's no way, dude. There's no way that he can't do it without medication. And I'm telling you, I, I'm still the same dude. I didn't, it wasn't like all of a sudden I'm like, but, but it definitely, I thought of that and I was like, whoa, I could see how practicing and really mm-hmm. shifting my, my mindset and the way that I take care of myself that like, I could put myself in a much more powerful and more liberating position for myself, you know? A million percent, a million percent. Our bodies are miraculous. And honestly, we have everything that we need in order to be able to accomplish and and do everything that we want to. And that includes healing. Um, You know, you had mentioned about the guy who you said he has a high tolerance for pain and he does it because he, he really focuses in on his breath. Well, you know, there's a reason why they send women who are about to give birth to, you know, class to learn how to breathe through the contractions. Yeah. Um, There's such power in that. And that is exactly why we have our breath is because um, our breath allows us to release the tension in our body. And so, for example, for somebody who's gone through, for natural child um, birthing experiences. Um, It really is the real fucking deal. Like, I mean, I can't tell you. And this was before I found breath work. You know, I had my kids a long time ago. Yeah, I wasn't practicing breath work when I had my kids. Um, I just was, you know, I was hippie back then. I was a tree hugger back then. But now I'm like literally like I am the tree now. Yeah, Um, love that, love that. (laughs) um, So, yeah, shoot. I I mean, if I had the knowledge I had back then, you know, maybe my birth would have, you know, gone even easier. But, but yeah, I mean, it was about locking in on the breath and trusting my body to be able to do what it was made to do. Mm. Um, And that was a lot of breathing. Yeah. And so, you know, going into that breath and kind of destigmatizing like what breath work is, is, you know, in that, in that ceremony that you attended and that the other 20 men attended as well is that was probably the most work that you had to do in that moment because you actually had to do the breathing. You had to be conscious of the breaths that you were taking and how you were taking that breath. And that's where a lot of that emotional processing, that's where a lot of that energetic processing and energetic release came from because that hyper oxygenated state that your body becomes or or becomes in um, is what allows our monkey mind to shut off and it allows the limbic system to turn on in order to be able to access that emotional history. And all of that emotional history is stored in our body. And why is that? Because emotions are just energy in motion, emotion, energy in motion. And 
when we experience uh, an emotion and we experience a circumstance or a trigger or whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever we experience that involves an emotional reaction, it has to move somewhere. It has to go somewhere, you know, and if it doesn't, if it's suppressed, if it's, you know, we're not allowed to feel this because we're a man and we just got to, you know, suck it up, man up. Right. And so then what do we do with it? We suppress it because showing it means what you're, you're less of a man. Right. So then we're stuffing and we're suppressing and we're doing other things in order to deal with these emotions that are clearly still encapsulated in our body, you know, like anger. Let's take anger. For example, what is the one thing that people who get really angry like to do? Like maybe just like guys, what do they do? They want to yeah, we're raging. punch a wall. Yeah, we're raging. You want to punch a wall. You want to punch down your door or you want to beat somebody's ass, right? That comes from anger, right? Right, right. That is an energetic, that is an energetic manifestation or even a physical manifestation of that anger experienced. What if we don't do that? What if we're so angry and we just swallow it and we stuff it? Where does that go? It stays in our body. Oh shit. And so, yeah. Or, or even I'm also thinking like how many of us like haven't raged and we just end up crying. Right. Like, cause we, like you're saying, we release it. Like it's, we have to release it one way or another. Yeah. And And I'm also, I'm also thinking about like, there's also, it's all, I can see it being very heavy. Um, not only because of the experience that I had, but also I think just, just only allow yourself to feel when you've been conditioned to not like that can, there's a lot of trauma underneath all that too, that just, that can be a very, very powerful experience that I think if not in, um, in a safe environment, right. In a guided, um, room, like, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that could be very dangerous too. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If, if there is not a safe container that's being, you know, held for somebody that's going into spaces like this, whether it's breath work, whether it's plant medicine, whether it's therapy, whatever modality you're using to access your emotions and your emotional history or processing of that, if there's not a safe person or a safe container that you feel like you're safe to experience, then it could actually re-traumatize you. And that's what people don't understand Mm. is is that, um, you know, with this, um, movement of plant medicine coming on, or it has been coming on to the surface a lot lately. But, um, you know, if you don't have a, a guide who you can trust and who safely brings you into the journey and safely brings you out of the journey and into integration, then you can really have a, a traumatic experience. And I know stories of people that come out of it on the other side, not well. Um, and that goes for anything. So pranayamic breathing, which is the breath work that we did, um, it's a highly activating breath and Mm. it accesses parts of your brain that plant medicine does as well. And if breath work isn't explained to you properly, and if it's not safely contained for you, then it could be, you know, not as good of an experience as it should be. Um, but when it, but when you, when you do have, a a container of safety and you feel safe and you feel supported in that, then um, the sky's the limit with what you're able to accomplish in that breath work. I mean, you can really go deep. And I, I think that, you know, like I said, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you journey through that breath work because you had a profound experience, a beautiful experience and you know, it was like one of the, the best things to watch was to see you journey through that and and come out on the other side going, what? Yeah, dude, uh, man, hey, look, and I champion every single one of the dudes that went in there because I think all of us, you know, as we reflected at the end is like we all took something away from that. Like no matter where we were at, I would say, I mean, yeah. unless one of these dudes was bullshitting, but like I, I and I know that they weren't, but I'm like, I really feel that every single one of us got uncomfortable, even if it was just the fact that we fucking went into that room that day. Right. Because I, we made that choice and it was like, dude, we all pushed ourselves a little more and like, fuck, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And so, yeah, dude, when I when we were done, I, I was like, 
I was even telling myself, Christine, like, dude, wait, did I take some shit before coming in here? Yeah. Did I drink? Like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? I was, you know, and, and like you said, right, like, there's definitely no expectations going into it. And there's the part of that reason is I was like, I, I want to be like very surface level about my experience itself. Um, but it was just like at the end of it. And, and also, you know, going back to a little bit of the trauma thing. Because when we planned this, we also wanted to be very intentional about that. And I'm glad that we did it the way that we did because shout out to my guy, Cesar, right? Having a therapist in the room with us where like, I think collectively we were all able to kind of bring our pieces in there. You know, Vidi was able to help out with a lot of this. And, you know, Myra was also putting a lot of these things together. Like literally, I think the way that we did it, like I, I do want to give us, take a second to give us a little bit of flowers and say that we all kind of took part in everything yeah. from everything from the location to food, to providing space, to resonating, to guiding, to then helping and providing tools to then letting everyone go home and take what they wanted with them in terms of the experience, I think was, yeah. was really, really cool. Um, because I also didn't think about that. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, you know, Christine, like you're saying, like, it didn't really hit me till after that. I was like, Whoa, I mean, you could really tap into some heavy shit here. Right. And if mm -hmm. you just if you don't have the right people there. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that till now. Like that can be even like that could further. I could see how that will further validate those traumas where it's like this is why we're doing what we're doing or this is why we don't feel this is why we function the way that we do. Um, mm -hmm. And that can be 100%. very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it takes a village and it takes a community. And, you know, we can't we can't <clears throat> do or I can't do this work alone. Um, and we're more powerful when we're together. And so, I mean, a shout out to Healing Connections, Vidi and Maida. And then again, yeah, you're right. Having Cesar there to kind of ground us in, in what our intentions are, you know, off the jump, like, what is your intention? What are you bringing to this? And then closing it off was just a really beautiful and safe container that was done right. I think it was done right. And I think it was so important that it was done right for this event because we were holding space for 20 men and if you were to line up the 20 men which you know we do have a picture but if you were to to look at this group of men and you know ask them three months ago if they would ever go into a breathwork meditation sound healing ceremony all of them would probably give you know yeah. say <clears throat> hell no what I, I is that what is even you know i would have seen that same picture but it would have been at like a little dive bar with some pool tables in the back you know that's <laughs> right. where i would have seen exactly that. and wait yeah. i'm not saying you can't have a drink but like that's to me that's like oh we're getting together that's where we do it we you would never find 20 of us inside of a of a studio you know experiencing this a God, yoga studio yeah no i mean I'm telling you, and when I started to see the guys roll up, I'm like, okay, like we're doing this thing because it's not like we, it's not like I had guys in yoga pants and you know, right? Yeah, even, true. You know, it, it wasn't that crowd. It wasn't that crowd. The crowd that you probably thought would do this modality. It was the polar opposite, and that tells me that because it was this group of 20 that this and the way that it landed with the group of 20 the value that i saw that they walked away with i it was it solidified that this indeed is so important so incredibly important because this is something that we've been divorced from meaning we've been divorced from knowing that apart from our physical body we're a small percentage of that. And what we actually are is we are that internal energetic body, the emotional body, the spirit part of this yeah. human being. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I think it was also so, um, I think because we knew how, how cliche, right. Like how groundbreaking this was. Um, I think there was a lot of responsibility that came with that, at least that I put upon myself where it's like, this is make or mm -hmm. break. This doesn't get done like regularly. Like you're either going to bridge right. the gap, Carlos. And this was my self-sabotaging, right? Where it's like, you're either going to bridge the gap or you're going to fuck this up, dude. Like, <laughs> What's it, what's it going to be? You know what I mean? And yeah. so, but I think, and, and, and if any of those 20 guys are listening or just anybody that wants to try this or that, or maybe they want to have their partners, you know, participate in something like this and they're, they're down to just be like, fuck it, let's try something different. Like, you know, I think in that moment it was really about us, 
us individually, right? Getting out of our own comfort zones and our experiences and really, I think, figuring out the men that we're trying to be and how this can play a part in that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And as you're sharing, you're sharing, like, now looking at the bigger picture and realizing, like, this was fucking powerful. Like, I don't think that the 20 men in that room realize how much guts it took to really do what they did. I don't even think I did, dude. Like, I was just like, oh, that was cool. Like, oh, we bridged the gap. That was cool. The amount of love that we received, especially even within the community that practices a lot of these modalities, like, regularly, yeah. that, that Christine was new to me because I'm like, I don't, I'm not around. And BD knows this. I tell her all the time, like, I don't know people that do a lot of this stuff. So, like, <laughs> I'm down and I'm open. But, like, to me, this is just, it's just new to me. And then to see the amount of love, I think even there was a little bit of that personal trauma. I mentioned at the beginning that to me, it's like, oh, it's yoga. It's all yoga. And it's also a white people thing. And so then to <laughs> to see people like reach out and show love and be like, this is amazing. is like, there's a lot of healing that kind of goes behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for me, it was definitely different being in a space where now a woman was going to guide it because there was a sense that felt comfort. But there's also this other sense of like, eh, you don't look like me. You know, and mm-hmm. how do I feel about that? Is this going to work? Is this not? You know, um, as I'm sure, and maybe you can share a little bit about that, Christine. Um, you have experience doing this for a while. It sounds like you've never been in a room with nothing but 20 guys wanting to be doing an experience like this. So say that again. It sounds like what? It sounds like that has that's something that you hadn't done before. Like, what was that experience oh. like for you being in a space? Had you ever been in a space like that with that? many men that were new to the practice that were willing to try it? Never, mm. never. So I've held men only um, what I call ceremonies in my small studio, um, but never 20. And I also see clients one-on-one and I do have clientele um, that are men, but I've never sat in front of 20 men and held space for just men only. Um, I used to, I, or I'm not used to, but I, I used to hold my groups where it was combined men and women. And of course, the vast majority would be women who brought maybe, you know, one or two women brought their husbands or their boyfriends or, you know, that sort of thing. But again, 20 men in one room um, was extraordinary for me. Um, I felt great to be able, I felt honored to be able to hold that space. Um, And I just kind of let spirit lead me, you know, I just kind of like dropped into my body. I did my own little meditation, dropped into my own body, just made sure that I was grounded so that um, I would be able to be the best facilitator and best channel for this modality for you guys. And, you know, spirit, Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, never fails, you know, and I just trusted I trusted the words that were coming out of my mouth. I trusted that I was going to be able to, to convey the message that needed to be heard. And, um, and I was nervous. I was just hoping that like, I wasn't going to scare these guys off and they'd be like, this girl is a bunch of BS. Like she needs to go back to, you know, I don't know. (laughs) The tree hugger. Um, The tree hugger needs to go outside and hug that tree. Um, Not at all. Not at all. But it was overwhelming to, you know, be able to have those first couple of minutes interacting and and speaking because in those first couple of minutes is when I can really tune into the group's energy and see what's landing and what's not. And literally it, it was as though a pin could drop because these men, most of them have never heard some of the things I was saying. And so they're just like, huh? Like I, I could see the eyes like, whoa. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it it is just very, very powerful. And I think that bridging this gap is going to be one of my life's greatest work, um, Mm. to be able to, to reach more men, like the 20 that we had, you know, the, you know, my husband's Latino, you know, he's a construction worker. He, you know, he's there, he comes from a long line of strong Latino men. And um, I get it. I, my family, my, my dad's Filipino, I'm Filipino. So I understand the Latin, the Hispanic, the Spanish, mm. um, you know, uh, mentality. And um, 
I think it's so important to reach these communities, you know, men of every, you know, creed, color, race, whatever. Um, because I think that we've done a huge disservice over so many years, uh, you know, decades and decades and decades of conditioning that men aren't supposed to do these things and men aren't allowed to feel. And that doesn't say that all men don't feel their emotions. Maybe they do, but they don't know how to process it. Maybe they're feeling these things and they don't know how to name it. You know, yeah. and all of yeah. something as simple as that is really, really important. Um, and I think so, even just the the men that do practice these things are not real men, right? Like there's this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's this, there's yeah. this, yeah. There's also this stigma of like men, real men don't do this. Like real men figure it out. Um, or like I said, we'll ease it with the drink, you know. And I've been guilty of it. I mean, I think I told you, dude. Right after that, it was like I went to go see my family that same day, and I didn't drink. You want to know what's interesting? I haven't, I have, we haven't caught up, Christine, but I actually saw my, uh, I was with my family. Um, what was it last last Wednesday? Last Wednesday, I, I went to go see my dad play. So I've been seeing my family like consistently, and I went to watch my dad play. And usually, the the guys, you know, they they drink pretty often. And my dad doesn't, but like most of those guys will have a, a few every time they play. And so. Um, as I was watching, my uncle was like, "Hey, you want a, you want a beer?" And I was like, "No, I was like, I'm I'm good, I, I'm I'm fine." And so uh, he goes to grab like the bucket, he brings it over, he's like, "You shouldn't want one." And I was like, "No, I'm cool." And then he goes, "Hey, you you haven't been drinking, huh?" And like that shit kind of threw. To be honest with you, it threw me off, Christine, because I was like, I didn't know you were paying attention, you know. And I was like, "No, I haven't." He, and then he, you know, he told me he's like, "You good?" <laughs> and like, how, how sad, how sad, right? Like, he's more concerned that I'm not drinking, right? But which, and I wasn't offended because I totally get it, you know. But I just yeah. told him I was like, "No, no, I, was, I just I haven't really been feeling." And I, look, I'm not lying and saying that I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm definitely still drinking, but like, I have cut down so much because I realized that it was like a lot of it was just habit, right? Like, I was just like come home and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna drink a lot. It's literally gonna be like two shots worth of whiskey. I'm just gonna sip on it before I go to bed, like. It's measured and I think I was justifying it. And I feel like this experience for me, <clears throat> it wasn't even so much that I guilted myself into changing or I shamed myself into like, oh, you drink. What kind of fucking right. person are you? No, no, no. Yeah. It was honestly just one of those of like, holy shit, my body really does so much for me. I need to respect it a little bit. And I know, and look, I'm thinking of all my boys that, that I'm like out on the field and construction workers. And I'm like, I know, bro. I know I sound so corny right now. I know, but trust me, dog. Like, this yeah. shit was like very eye-opening as to how much our body really can do for us and is doing for us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like we've been lied to in terms of prioritizing ourselves. Therefore, it's hard to see the value in it. Um, mm -hmm. Yo, I'm telling you, like this was – it was such an eye-opening experience that I like I take with me moving forward of knowing um, – and, and I've even told Vidi this. There's times where like I'll – I'll freak out and like, I can talk myself through it. Not in a, just like, a. I feel like before, and I'll use soccer as an, as an analogy, like before, if it's like, you know, if I would be in a situation where it's like, it's a penalty, we've got two minutes left and this could be the game winning goal. And like, I was always kind of brought up with this mindset of like, no biggie. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Not, not realizing yeah. that what I've been trained to do is to suppress, right? It's mm -hmm. no big deal. But I feel like now it's like, no, this is a big deal. We've got about five yeah. minutes left in the game. This is going to be could potentially be the, the the game deciding goal. That's a big deal. It's not easy, but, but we're going to do this, right? And and it's like you're still going into it. You're still, but it's like now really embracing the things that we're feeling. And so this really opened my eyes to like, holy shit, our body does a lot for us. Um, I owe it to myself. Like this is like the legit self care, self love thing that we hear about all the time. You know. I'm so glad that you said that. That you know you you made the distinction of how much our body actually does for us. Um, it's one of the things I tell my clients all the time. And it kind of goes back to, you know, that information that we're feeding our body, right? What we're putting in and on our body or what we've got going on around us is the information that we're feeding our body. And for you to make the distinction that our body literally does everything for us. It is literally the only thing that loves us unconditionally in this world. Why is that? Because we could do so much to it. We can abuse it so much. We can tell our body all sorts of, you know, horrible things. We can tell ourselves so many horrible things. We can feed it junk. We can drink and drug and pill it, you know, so that we can numb, we can numb that body that takes care of us 
from feeling. Um, and guess what? You, you get to wake up the next day still, and you get to wake up the next day, hopefully still. Right. And this can go on for decades and years and years and years and years until your body starts to say, Hey, uh, this ain't sustainable anymore. Why? Because, uh, I've got kidney issues now, or my liver isn't functioning, or maybe I've got some heart issues now. And that's really the, the way that our body tells us that it's not doing okay. And it's out of alignment is when we start to feel that dis-ease, when we start to experience some of those, um, you know, those diseases that cause us, you know, lots and lots of turmoil, like those big diseases, heart disease, kidney disease, cancer, that's a huge one. And then of course, all of these autoimmune diseases that are popping up left and right, which, you know, um, doctors don't really know what's wrong. So we're just going to put a label on it and call it this autoimmune and there's this pill for it. And I mean, the list goes on and on. But again, the distinction is, is that our body loves us so much that no matter what we do to it, it'll get us up in the morning so that we can live another day. Yeah. And so what are we going to do with that information? Are we going to continue? And I can't believe that, like, I literally can't, like, I know that that happened because you, we had a meeting like the Monday after, right? And then you were telling me about the Sunday right after the ceremony. Oh yeah. Cause it was two days in a row. Yeah. Two days in a row. Yeah. Two days in a row. And I'm like, dang, but then it kind of carried on. And yeah, I mean, I mean even, I think- even that, even that Saturday for me. So, so I had already told my family, like just a little backstory. I had already told my family earlier in the week, like we should kick it on Saturday. Cause that was father's day weekend. So I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. we should do some Saturday. Cause I, I think um, like some of us had plans Sunday already. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, Saturday, let's get together. So I'm like, I, I sent his message down to the group and then, you know, oh, I got to work. I got to do this. And like, people weren't deciding on anything. And I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, yo, it's Father's Day. Like, we got to get together, you know? And I had already told myself, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to insist. At the very least, I'm just going to hang out with my dad on Sunday because Julian was in Hawaii. So I already knew I wasn't going to see him. But I was like, at the very least, oh, okay. I'll go see my dad, right? And so nothing, nothing. Tell me why Saturday, mind you, you know, the event was in Orange. My family lives up in the high desert in Victorville. So um, okay. as I'm driving over to the event, my, my my aunt calls me and she's like, hey, it turns out the work schedule got switched around. And she's like, so we're going to go. And I was just thinking, like, are you all fucking kidding? Like, you guys are telling me this. And, and no, not, like, no shade towards my aunt, right? We talked about it. But, like, I just I went into my irritated mode of just like what the fuck dude like we had all week and now you guys are doing even though you guys plans change like we could easily adapt but no i was like i wanted to be just be upset i was like fuck and so all that to say dude once i got done it was like the family got together like at two the event didn't until like four Uh by the time we got done and then just hanging out with everyone and really recapping and everything i don't think we left till like five five thirty and i was like i made the two-hour drive like as soon as i was leaving i texted him i was like I'll, I'll come by. Like, I'll see you guys here in a minute. Like, I felt so light. Like, I felt like there was so much clarity and like so much smoke was just kind of cleared. And so even just being there with the family, like I got there and you want to drink. And I was like, do I already feel like I'm kind of buzzing? Like, I feel like, so good. Like, I just feel energized. And, you know, going into it Sunday too and my dad's game. And that, like, that was my second chance in a row now where it's like, hey, just out of habit, you want to drink? And I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Like, if I'm not really wanting to drink, I'm not. I'm not going to push it any more than I need to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, and you know, no judgment on people who do drink, but you know, it's, <clears throat> it's just a distinction to be made of, you know, is no, it, you, is it a habit that's serving me or is it a habit that I'm falling into just because, right? No. And you bring up a good, you bring up a good point also, which is like, I didn't just wake up the next day and I'm like some meditation guru here. Like, nah, dude, I'm still, <laughs> But but I think it was it was very similar to like my very first therapy session where it was just very validating. And I think it uh, it kind of ignited something within me that was like, whoa, we really are. We really are like growing. We're changing things up. You know what I mean? And and it's not an overnight thing, you know, um, no. I almost look at it even sometimes of of um like people that are just active, right, that maybe they don't have a go a whole regime and they wake up and go to the gym for two hours every single day. 
you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, they'll go for a walk or they'll play some sports. Right. And it's like, dude, it can look like so many ways. Like I tend to go a hundred at everything. So I'm like, if you really want to like, you know, be more in tune with your health and you better go extreme with your diets and you better be breathing nine, you know, nine hours a day and doing this and doing that. And it's like, <laughs> Hey dude, like give yourself fucking grace. Like this doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And if right now it yeah. just starts off with you waking up and taking slow, like even the simple fact, Christine, that now every once in a while, I'm like, I haven't taken a deep breath. Like, All right, cool. I just remember to have to do that. Like I would never do that before, you know, or like, Hey, your shoulders yeah. are fucking sticking up a little bit, bro. Drop them. Yeah. Like, let's go. Why are yeah. we so tense? Right. All these little adjustments that I have to remind myself, it doesn't happen overnight. And also nobody modeled this for me. I have to be nice to myself about it. I can't let that discouraging me from leaning into it and trying to like push myself towards something better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just you saying all of that is just literally bridging the gap. Like just that in and of itself, what you shared in the last two minutes is bridging the gap between what was and what can be in just a very um, simple way of just pausing and saying, oh shit, I haven't taken a deep breath. Let me do that right now because I'm kind of feeling tense or, hey, my body is like needing a little break and I want to give it a little bit of love because it's been so awesome to me. And just that in and of itself, those little minor thought adjustments or mindset adjustments does leaps and bounds for your overall, you know, health and for your overall wellness, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, And yeah, it isn't an overnight. It, nothing is overnight. All of that is bullshit. It's layer by layer, inch by inch. And you're, you're going to forget five days in a row uh, to breathe. And then you're going to remember the next two days to stop and breathe. And that's okay. The fact that you remember and that you were, you know, brought back to the memory of like, oh, you know, shit, I need to breathe again is okay. And I tell my clients all the time, you're going to take 10 steps forward only to stumble backwards three steps. And then you're going to leap forward five more steps to fall down one step. And it's a dance. This whole journey of life, whether it's the healing journey, whatever it is, life is a journey. It's a dance. And you're going to glide forward and you're going to fall backwards. And then you're going to, you know, turn, you know, 10 steps forward and then you're going to fall backwards. But the point is, is not to, you know, judge that. Like that was a really shitty dance and I'm doing such a shitty job. I'm such a terrible dancer. No, the point is, is just fucking show up and dance, dude. There you go. There you go. Rhythm or not, just yeah. get in there. <laughs> fucking two-step it if you have to, but get in there, right? I love that. Just get and one in thing, the game. One thing I always like to ask, especially when we when we you know bring on professionals and we discuss a lot of your, your guys' crafts and your skills and your talents is, you know, being that you're able to educate and you're able to guide with so much breath work. Um, you have your life together, right? <laughs> it's like perfect. What are you talking about? Like everything is perfect. That's why you're telling us because you have it all figured out, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I, I, to oh, me, I, I feel like that's man. so, that's so important because again, I think a lot of, and you know, other men from our community that I, that I have so much love for that we resonate a lot on this is that like we, we shoot for that perfection. We, 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 we shoot hmm. for the answers. Right. And it's so, so, so valid. Um, but it's like really bringing clarity to like, Hey, Hey, no, 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 no. Like we, we're still going to go through stuff. That's why the answer isn't don't drink. The answer isn't take a deep breath every day. Right. The answer. I think it's just really, I think getting to know ourselves a lot better. And like uh-huh. you're saying, just get, just get on the fucking dance floor and dance for a little while. I love the way yeah. you put that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm a human being. I am having an, a human experience just like everyone else. Mm. And, you know, I, you know, I think I shared this before we hopped onto the podcast was that, you know, I, I've been going through my own stuff and I've been going through my own stuff. And so it has caused me to double down on what I already know, what I know works and making myself be my client and, you know, dropping into that breath work and that meditation when I'm literally emotionally and spiritually tapped out where I'm like, okay, I'm done, you know, screw this. And so, yeah, I mean, it's about, remembering that you're having a human experience, having grace and compassion for yourself because you are a human being um, and to take the tools that you already know and just remember and just, yeah, just 
drop into a deep breath or drop into, you know, a walk outside to clear your brain or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not perfect. It never will be. And as much as we strive for fast and perfect and overnight success, mm. that's, that's not sustainable. It's not a sustainable way of walking through this journey of, of dancing through the journey, right? It's not, it's, it's not, it takes practice and it takes, you know, inch by inch, step by step every single day and, and giving ourselves grace the whole way, the whole yeah. way. Like, and like yeah. using that same analogy, I can't help but think of like going to, you know, when I've gone out and I've been so focused on wanting to dance correctly that I won't do it. And it never fails that there's always that one individual that just don't give a fuck. They're not even dancing <laughs> with the music. And like, I'm sitting there like talking shit, but low key, I'm like, damn, that motherfucker's got some guts because he's just going in there and like living his fucking best life. Like he's just yeah. doing it, you know? And, and yeah. you're right. I th- and I think that sometimes even asking that question, like, what is it really about? You know, what is it that's really stopping us? It, I, obviously, it's not the fact that we have rhythm because the people that don't have rhythm are still going in there and dancing, right? So it's like, <laughs> what is our hesitation? Who's told us we don't know how to dance? Who's told us that we shouldn't dance? Who's told us that we're mm-hmm. wrong for dancing or that we're not man enough? Like, starting to ask those questions, you know, and, and, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to have the conversation, to educating me, to educating our community. And, and I think being an ally, um, we've talked a little bit about this too. And, and it's tough as, as someone that would consider herself to uphold still a lot of machista uh, type of beliefs and, and tendencies and attitudes and, and maybe perspectives even sometimes. And I know that it's something that I want to change. And I know that there are more men like myself that are ready to break that, um, to have allies that are willing to to show up with an open mind and an open heart, to to challenge us mm-hmm. and to educate us and to really just show compassion is is everything, is everything. So I want yes. to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end it, two things, where can people find you? And before we get into that, though, let's let's talk about August 19th. Now that okay, we've awesome. now that we've just suckered in all these guys to go, oh shit, I'm down to dance for a little while. <laughs> What's going down August 19th? Yeah, so we're we're running it back because we had such a, a huge success and um, we feel the need and it's and the importance of it and we want to bring it back again. Um, so we're we're doing the same time, same same time, 1.30, same place um, in <clears throat> Orange, and it's on August 19th. Um, Saturday, August 19th, and we're doing it again. We're, we're calling 20 men who are feeling the call to take that next right step into self-discovery. And that's basically what this is, is meeting yourself on a deeper level um, so that you can kind of figure things out a little bit better, so that you can show up a little bit better for yourself or for your family, um, for your job. And um, so if you feel called to come and experience this with us, join us on August 19th. Um, you can find me on Instagram on at sounds of the soul healer, all one word that sounds of the soul healer. Um, I'm only on Instagram right now. Um, so you can find me there. And um, the link for this event is on healing connections and it's at mm-hmm. healing connections on Instagram as well. So I don't know if you could link it in, yes. in the show notes or anything like that. That would be great. Yeah, so most of these guys are either here on YouTube or you guys are listening to us in your car or at home, wherever it might be. Um, tell your tell your mans to come through. Tell them that we're just a bunch of dudes getting together trying to do something that's you know going to help them. I think cope with things in a different way more than anything. Probably the scars yeah. are already there, dude. The wounds are already there. They're not disappearing. I think we're just gonna we're just gonna try to. Uh, Give them the love that they need and uh, and try to cope with a lot of this in a different way where it's not as scary because even embracing like I'll share. I will say that going into this experience uh, required a level of vulnerability that forced me to embrace, to not run from mm-hmm. those feelings. And and, you know, I remember you mentioning, you know, kind of telling us like when you guys start to feel like if you feel inclined, feel and like, fuck, yeah. man, I did not want to do that. And and. It was tough. I did. I did. Um, and I'm glad it was very rewarding. Um, and so, yeah, with that, you know, again, I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, we'll put the link. I'll have the link on, on our bio. I, I know, um, Feedy's going to have it under uh, healing connections if you want to check it out over there. Um, and we'll be posting it on our stories and on Instagram as, as the days get closer, share it at the very yeah. least, share it, man. Like, I, I don't think you guys realize how much, 
that really helps us out just to get the message across. You know, we know that you can't force anyone into this, but I, I, I always really believe that as, as a village, we can do our part to just leave those doors open. Right. And to plant yeah. those seeds. And I would hate for a gentleman not to be there because he never heard about it. Right. Mm. Um, so help us out. Spread the word. You know, anybody that that is interested or maybe isn't, tell them to send us a DM. I'd be more than happy to talk to him and, you know, figure out what's going on. So yeah. uh, shout Absolutely. out to my boy, Son. I know he's got his stuff going on. Missed him today. Um, yeah, we got to run it back with him because I want to hear his experience. I know, I do too. Yeah. We'll run, we'll run one, and I'll I'll uh, maybe I'll take the night off, and y'all can figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. I'll join you. I'll join you guys. <laughs> we'll definitely we'll have to hear his experience, and you know, um, he he is okay. I did check in on him. He is fine. Nothing to worry about. Just had some personal stuff going on and couldn't make it. Um, but yeah, unless you have any last minute thought, Christina, I'm I'm feeling good. My cup's full. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for having me, for asking me to join you on the podcast. Again, it's my first podcast. It's so much fun. <laughs> y'all, y'all stay tuned. Uh, so thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Y'all stay. Hey, you know, once you're ready, we'll be here. This is us manifesting it now in public. Just throwing yeah. it out there. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I got you. No pressure. You. Do your thing. Do your thing. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, if you could stay on once we finish this, this recording, that'd be great. Um, yeah. I appreciate y'all. Everyone have a good night. Have a good week. If you guys need anything from us, let us know. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Ay, Caribe, tierra de mi gente.